0: in our, our second segment today as i mentioned a little while ago uh, we will look at cop city uh, a massive new police training facility that's being built on the edge of uh, of atlanta atlanta's political leaders described cop city as a progressive response to the george floyd protests of 2020 and, and the demands that were raised by some for better police training however critics of cop city and uh, of this $90 million project say it promotes the further militarization of policing cop city has become a magnet for protesters, not only in Atlanta, but from around the country on January 18th, a forest defender named uh, Tortiguita. uh, They were shot and killed by the police during a raid of a protest encampment inside the Walani forest. It marked the first time in the history of the United States that an environmental activist has been killed by the police uh, this past weekend hundreds of protesters returned to the wallani forest to begin a week of action against cop city there was a two-day music festival this weekend and late sunday afternoon more than 200 uh, protesters broke away from the music festival and marched to the cop city construction site where they set fire to some of that uh, some of the equipment that's being used to erect cop city of course this made national headlines uh, it, our, it, the Independence Associate Editor, Amba Gagarian, also the co-host of the show, was on hand for Cop City, the, the Cop City convergence this weekend. And I spoke with Amba earlier today about what she uh, saw and heard and why Cop City has taken on a significance that extends well beyond Atlanta. Uh, Amba, welcome back from Atlanta, and thanks for joining us today. On the Independent News Hour,
1: yeah, great to be here as always, and thank you.
0: Uh, for starters, can you briefly paint a picture of the, Wah- the Wahani forest, uh, the the land that is in dispute here, and some of the history around it?
1: Okay, so we're gonna have to start again, but then we got to go from this one. It's not Wahani; it's Walani. Uh, it's also called the South River, uh, South the South River
0: Forest. Okay, All right. For starters, can you paint a picture of the Walani Forest, the land that is in dispute here and some of the history around it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it's it's South Atlanta right at the beginning of DeKalb County, right on the border between DeKalb County and Fulton County. So Fulton County is what Atlanta is. So it counts as part you know, Atlantans see it as part of the city. It's considered as the largest urban forest in the country. uh, Over 85 acres of land near 100 acres. And uh, right now it's basically set up or it was until recently set up as your typical sort of like you can drive into a parking lot and go walk in these trails in the woods like anybody who maybe has lived in greener parts of the states and can imagine. You pull up on the side of the road, you park, you walk around for a while. There's miles of uh, Greenway, you know, a cement path through the forest to either ride your bike or walk on. And it is... um Right up against the old Atlanta prison farm, um, which is the area um, which they would uh, around which and sort of out of which they want to create this 85 acre, which would be the largest of its kind police training facility um, for police in the area and um, elsewhere as well. So. The uh, history is interesting, too. That area is called either the South River Forest or is referred to as locals and many of the activists involved. And the, the indigenous people still there is the Walani Forest because that's what it was called. Um, the Muskogee people were the was the native group in that area um, up until, you know, 400 years ago, and that was Walani to them. Now, that was a hard-fought-over area between the Muskogee and the settlers, and it was actually a central taking-off point um, for Indian removal or to the Trail of Tears. Then it was a plantation land, and then it became a prison farm. And so prison farm is where during Jim Crow, you know, prisoners were amassed to work essentially. Um, And then after that, I think it was dormant for a while. There's disputes on who it belongs to, whether some of this land is public, whether it belongs to Black Rock Studios, which is a basically Hollywood-style studio right there in the mix. Um, So they're trying to expand the studio and they're trying to create this prison facility there now and they have begun um, some of the construction, which is what led to ramped up um, clashes between organizers and police over the recent months.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute as well. Uh, but uh, to briefly summarize, uh, can you talk about the objections to uh, this facility uh, that activists refer to as Cop City and, and how it's brought together both critics of the criminal justice system and uh, environmental groups.
1: As I said before, it's the, it's the largest urban forest in the country. In general, Atlanta is referred to as the city of trees, uh, but there has been a lot of tree plowing there, not only for this project, but also for a lot of, um, new, uh, development of, uh, sort of subdivision type development and bringing in new young people. So there's a lot of worries about protecting the forest, the different, um, sort of, uh, ecosystems that exist there and animals. And then there's concerns around, uh, the sewage problem. There is a major sewage problem already where the forest floods with sewage when it rains. And of course, as we all know, flooding gets worse when you cut down trees. And then there's the, the concerns over, um, sort of police militarization and, um, wider ramping up of the police as a backlash to the George Floyd protest of 2020, where we had a lot of, uh, police, uh, reform demand from activists um some saying abolish the police defund the police at the very least reform the police and uh what has happened in a lot of cases is that police has be- police um, departments have become better funded and um, more militarized training has been sought after um, in order to uh, you know sort of potentially uh face off protesters again is sort of the line of a lot of critiques.
0: So, so there, there's a, a week of action going on, um, at, with activists in Atlanta around, around this, uh, Cop City project. Uh, can you talk about the immediate reasons that is happening and, uh, what you saw this weekend when hundreds of people, uh, converged on the Walani Forest, uh, to continue this protest against Cop City?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so Cup City, the, the blueprint was brought to City Hall of Atlanta at least two years ago, and there's been resistance ever since from Atlantans, um, and others, uh, in City Hall. And then, uh, over a year and a half ago in June of 2020, protesters began an encampment in the woods themselves, uh, climate activists, forest defenders, is what they called themselves. And, uh, they began camping in there. They had tree houses built, um, uh, in the woods to protect the trees living there and things got um a bit more... Uh, well, police started raiding the forest, basically, at the end of last year, and into January, a- around mid-January, only two protest offenders were living there... Uh, forest offenders, sorry, were living there anymore. One of them was uh, named Tortuguita, who uh, was also Manuel Toron, um, an activist that was killed by the police on January 18th. Uh, they said that... uh that Manuel shot at them. That's sort of disputed now, um, because of the footage, but people gathered, uh, in a week of action in response to that, because since then all around the country, uh, activists in different cities have been getting together and saying stop cop city and viva tortuguita. So, uh, in one ways, it's the same protest line as ever, which is stop cop city. And now, um, it's also, um, anger, anger around the fact that the first People are saying the first environmental protester was killed in U.S. history on January 18th in those woods. So for a week of action, people from all over Atlanta and the country have come together uh, in the high hundreds at that at the Walani Forest for events during the day. There was a music festival on Saturday and Sunday and uh, people were camping there in the forest overnight. And then uh, there was one protest on Saturday, which had no police interaction through the woods. And there was another one on Sunday, um, which got very hairy. Um,
0: Right. So things got more tense on Sunday uh, late in the afternoon. Uh, There there was a a second march into the woods. uh, And and that protest ultimately uh, led to arson at the construction site. Uh, made, the story made national headlines. Uh, 35 people have been arrested. Uh, uh, can, can you explain, uh, what was going on from your vantage point?
1: Yeah. So on Sunday, um, as music was playing, hundreds of people were enjoying the festival. Um, not far, um, from the festival, protesters gathered. They had their faces covered. Many were wearing black and camo. There was a group of around two to three hundred, um, and that protest that started where the festival was and where the gathering and the week of action was um, sort of left that area, um, went through the woods to the part of the forest that has already been constructed, started to be constructed as a police training center and a surveillance center. And uh, they, you know, uh, went into that area and uh, lit... A lot of the police gear on fire and uh, and then retreated and uh, sort of dispersed and the whole while the cops um, were pretty inarguably aware of the track of the protesters and what they were doing and there was a helicopter there the whole time so um, yet um, they did not stop them as they began to trespass or right after they uh, vandalized the police property. Instead, they waited, I don't know, half an hour to an hour once some of them were allegedly back in the woods. And uh, uh, while the, the festival was still going on, then uh, 50 to 100 or more, collo- uh, definitely 50 more, more than 50 police. Tons of police from Georgia State Police, uh, APD, that's Atlanta Police, and then the DeKalb Police were there, um, with full riot gear, um, and, uh, making arrests, what seemed to be somewhat indiscriminately in the woods, in the dark, um, and shutting the festival down, from which protesters left, about 100 of them linked in arms um, after being able to agree with the police to, to be able to leave safely while others were still probably being arrested in the woods. And many of those 23 of the 35 arrested have been charged with domestic terrorism, which many sort of um, uh, human rights groups are, are denouncing because this is setting a precedent now for um, high charges against protesters who are not um, physically hurting anybody but destroying property right and
0: and so but the uh, uh, protests have continued people spoke at city hall yesterday um so even though there there is arrests on sunday uh uh, other other actors are 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 getting involved in, including local atlanta clergy i understand
1: yeah and i think they they have been involved for a long time uh, um but i was at a uh rally sort of press conference in front of atlanta city hall that later went into city hall yesterday at which there were um uh, many different leaders of faith um and uh, uh they were sort of they're still speaking out against the project, speaking out against police violence in Atlanta and speaking out against the narrative specifically that all the sort of protesters are not locals while some are not locals. They were trying to make it sure that this is a locals fight.
0: Right. And you also had a chance to uh, talk to people in the adjacent uh, neighborhood next to the Walani forest, um, which I don't think any other journalists who covered uh, these events over the weekend did. What did, do you hear from those local residents?
1: You know, John, it was a pretty mixed bag. I spoke with five to ten people um, that live in the very surrounding area, so anywhere from a half a mile max. Um, it's mostly pretty low-income, black-and-brown neighborhood. Um, and uh, people overall agreed on the fact that police need more better training um, and then responses to the creation of the center and what the activists are doing varied from people being already not liking the police presence in the neighborhood because there is already a train, a, a shooting range there and at least one prison facility. And, uh, you know, one woman told me she doesn't feel safe. With that, so she doesn't really want any more. Many others were concerned about the, the 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 sound from the shooting range and having to see the forest be cleared. And then others were also critical of the protesters, who in their mind have brought more trouble to the whole situation. Um, one elderly gentleman shared with me that you know he thought that basically the cops are bringing trouble to his neighborhood, and others think that it's the protest bringing trouble. But overall, everyone agreed that they don't want to hear any more shooting. They don't really want to see the forest being cleared, and that police need better training. Within that, there
0: are different perspectives. Right. And uh, so what's your perspective, uh, a final minute here, on uh, where this uh, uh, struggle around Cop City goes, and, again, why it's of uh, significance uh, beyond Atlanta?
1: Right. Um, and I think that's a pivotal sort of p- aspect of this whole conversation is, um, that this does seem to be a response to the George p- Floyd protest of 2020, as I said. Um, and I think that people need to be watching um that it's more than just Cop City, that police all around the country, police departments are responding in these ways. They're coming out with laws in North Carolina to charge protesters with violent protest um who did not participate in any violent acts. Um and and, and much more than this. Um so I think we see it here in New York City where the police department is the only department that continues with its, you know, same funding while every other department gets cut in the budget. So I think that's an important thing. And I think it's also important to realize how we position ourselves against that and that this is an ongoing, um, struggle and, uh, And it's definitely not going to stop here, and this is just maybe one of the next big news waves after 2020. But I think a lot of people learned a lot, police and protesters on the streets in 2020, and we'll have a lot more to see.
0: Okay, well, we'll leave it there. Uh, Amiga Garian, the Independence Associate Editor, just back from Atlanta. Thank you for joining us uh, on today's Independent News Hour. Thank you. So again, that was our associate editor, Abba Gagarian, uh, talking to us about uh, her weekend in Atlanta at the, uh, uh, Co- uh, the Cop City, uh, convergence. Uh, just want to, uh, share an announcement here. Uh, uh, received this, uh, information from, uh, one of our listeners. Uh, on March 9th, there will be a national day of action against, uh, police terror, uh, and uh, their uh, their flyer uh, says demand justice for Tyree Nichols and Tortugita, uh stop cop city uh they're calling all organizations uh, organizers students community members etc to uh for a national day of action on March 9th and um we can uh st- stay tuned for more information uh, about that uh, again a national day of action against police terror on March 9th uh that uh, among other things, is calling for the closure of Cop City or calling for it to not even be built. Um, so, again, uh, great to have that report from AMBA. And we'll be back with more after this short music break.